Hello, this is the Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson. I'm the pastor of the Central Village Congregational Church, a United Church of Christ in uh, lovely Central Village, Connecticut. That's kind of on the eastern frontier over by the Rhode Island border. And I just want to greet you on this Maundy Thursday, Good Friday time, um, recognizing that in all likelihood, you're not going to be able to get to be able to do the kinds of things you normally do on Monday, Thursday, or Good Friday. This is traditionally a, a solemn time for Christians. If they can craft out the time to make it solemn, you know, churches normally have services, Monday, Thursday evening, the service of shadows, or, or on Good Friday, they'll have a service Sometimes it'll be at 12, sometimes it'll be at 3, sometimes it'll be a, an open kind of thing between 12 and 3, recognizing the three hours that Jesus hung on the cross. But I guess I wanted to just uh, prime the pump here a little bit for you as we begin the podcast to challenge you to, to make some time tonight, if in fact this is Thursday that you're listening to it, or, you know, Friday, to try and, as they say down in Maine, to sit in the chowder. And what I mean by that, of course, is, is that, you know, the, the chaos, the, the fear, the pain, the passion of Jesus is sort of balanced between the, the happy, happy, joy, joy of Palm Sunday and then the happy, happy, joy, joy of Easter. But it's really the pain and the suffering of Jesus, the betrayal, the, uh, the abandonment by his disciples, the arrest, the trial, quote unquote. Of course, bearing his cross to Calvary and dying on the cross. All these things perhaps are magnified or amplified in these days as this Monday, Thursday, and this Palm Sunday is unlike any other you've likely ever experienced unless you lived through the, the flu pandemic of 1918 or the cholera epidemic of 1668. These are new times. These are dangerous times. These are scary times for us. And so between now and Saturday, actually, we have a chance to be in touch with some of the fear, some of the anxiety that not only Jesus felt, but certainly his disciples. As they began to wonder, you know, would they be the next ones to be arrested, tried, crucified? What would happen to them? And of course, every one of the disciples died as a martyr for the sake of their faith. So there's a lot to ponder and think about in these uh, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Black Saturday days, before we begin to even dare to celebrate on Easter. So our, our sisters and brothers, you know, in the, in the Roman tradition, 
you know, would call this Holy Thursday and others as well. And, and certainly they would be celebrating the Eucharist. Those in our tradition, you, you very easily could just gather together some elements for yourself, bread, cup, maybe you have some wine, maybe you have some grape juice, maybe you have some, I don't know, grapefruit juice sitting around. It, it, the elements don't matter. It's the symbol eh? for our tradition. And so in the, in the next episode, or the next uh, segment of this episode, you might want to get those elements ready and partake of them as we ponder that Maundy Thursday, the establishment of the Last Supper, and get ourselves prepared to move toward the dark day, which is ironically called Good Friday. So I'm glad to join with you, to walk with you a little bit in these hours. And uh, we'll have some prayer time later. If you uh, get to a point that you would like to have prayer requests, you can send them to me at an email called radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. And, and they'll be anonymous. I won't mention your name or the, the direct name unless you want the first name mentioned of the, the person you're concerned about. There's a lot of concern right now, financial, medical, mental health-wise. There's lots of concerns. But for right now, I want to just say welcome to this holy week as we get ready to live into the passion of Jesus. From the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table and took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, Are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. 
For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe and returned to the table, he said to them, do you not know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I say to you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. As I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here ends the reading from John's Gospel. So as I'm recording this, there is some heavy weather coming in, and uh, I've heard rumbles of thunder. So with that in mind, you might hear my dog in the background at some point if there is a heavy rumble of thunder. But more importantly, I guess I'm listening to it and realizing that, you know, uh, I was thinking about that uh, old camp song. I went to church camp up in uh, New Hampshire, a little place called Deering. Met some very close friends there that maintain relationships today after, you know, some almost 50 years. But um, remember, the chorus was something like, is it the thunder in the distance you fear? Will it help if I stay very near? So if you take my hand, my son, all will be well when the day is done. And if you take my hand, my son, all will be well till the day is done. Day is done something comforting about that song and and in these days comfort is something that uh, we're all looking for i think i've recognized a lot of people are really <laughs> drilling down into the comfort food you know um they're starting to do things like uh bake a lot of bread and make a lot of uh you know macaroni and cheese and you know what do you like? For, what do you like for uh, comfort food? I'm thinking like uh, French toast, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, people aren't eating light. They're, they're eating heavy in these comfort food days. And, and people are, are yearning for some comfort in a time when it's very scary. And I'm curious to know what some of the things are that, that, that scare you. 
I'm mindful, certainly, that uh, people can be afraid of, of medical issues. They can be afraid of getting getting sick. And so people, if they do go out, are, you know, sort of armoring themselves with masks. And, you know, the, gloves are sort of a dubious thing. Uh, sometimes gloves can be used to carry the darn virus home. So hand washing never really goes out of style, you know, 30 seconds. You know, you could sing the doxology, you know, you know, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. You know that tune, you know, usually sing it when there's offering time. But what we do recognize in singing that are the gifts of God. So here we are on Monday, Thursday, pondering what Jesus did on the night of Passover, the night that he was betrayed when he gathers his disciples in an upper room instituting the the last supper the lord's supper you know inviting people to take bread to drink of the cup these are the things that end up do bringing comfort to us so i'm wondering what you are doing what kind of practices are you doing are you doing any meditation are you doing any exercise do you have an opportunity to do any aerobic exercise i mean you still can go running. You still could ride a bike. If you have any equipment in your house, you can do that. You know, there's a certain amount of breathing that goes into reducing stress and anxiety. In through your nose and out through your mouth, deep breaths. Trying to calm yourself. Centering yourself. But in these days, the Spirit of God is present to each of us every minute of the day. Sometimes we're aware and sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're connected and sometimes we're not. The foot washing text about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and inviting them to join him in his servanthood. What does it mean to be a servant? Gosh, I'm just so impressed and so grateful for the doctors, the nurses, the technicians, the, the speech therapists, the people who continue to maintain their roles in the healthcare industry, risking their own life and limb of, and that of their families by continuing to minister to those who are in need. And the numbers are still growing. There are those that want to say, oh, look, it's uh, diminishing. It's going down. We're getting better. We're going to be able to level out this curve. We're going to get back to work. We're going to restart this economy again. I don't know. It may take a lot longer than anybody wishes it would, or anybody can make it happen by wishful thinking. And so this becomes a marathon. I want to encourage you to enjoy some of the spiritual practices. Prayer, meditation, conversation. You still can call people, you know. Texting is such an imperfect means of communication. We still have telephones. And there's nothing more heartening in some ways than the voice of a dear one. So maybe there's somebody that needs your call. You know, um... 
I'm thinking about a friend who has a a mother in a nursing home. The mother suffers dementia. And the friend living hours away from the nursing home couldn't get in if they wanted to to see their mom. And it may or may not be possible for them to get their mom down to the first floor so they could see each other through glass. But with dementia, sometimes that can be a slippery slope and can be more confusing, more upsetting, and more stressful. And sadly, in that situation, talking on the phone is not an easy thing for the person suffering dementia. And so there's this feeling of powerlessness, struggle and strain. And part of that is what's going into some of our emotions around this coronavirus. But it's also going into some of the things that are affecting us very practically, financially. Some people are not able to work. Some people are getting paid a portion. Some people are getting unemployment. Some people aren't eligible for unemployment. So I think we need to just take a few minutes sometimes and just stop and ponder and be solemn and ask for God's strength, God's guidance, God's hope, God's encouragement. Let us worship God. The Israelites cried out to God in their oppression. Their voices still echo around the globe in India, the Sudan, Mexico, and in American cities. God hears the cries of the suffering and delivers those who wait on God. All who suffer, who die, who are alienated, are precious to God. Let us love the Lord who restores liberty and gives us hope for peace. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, in your way. Friends, I welcome you into a a brief time of worship and devotion, prayer, and ask you if you would join me in prayer, in the spirit of prayer, for a prayer of confession a prayer of approach before God. Let us pray. Giver of life, from time immemorial, you call us to yourself. In ways too numerous to mention, we fail to respond. Forgive us, we pray. Our limited understanding of culture gets in the way of fellowship and those different from ourselves. Our limited vision of community gets in the way of your call to accept the cost and joy of discipleship, to seek justice and peace for all, to be in service to all people. Replace any arrogance, merciful one, with humility and caring service that Jesus modeled. For truly, we are not greater 
than our teacher and savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Hear the words of assurance and affirmation of God's grace and love. God gives us grace and more grace. Be assured of this truth that in Christ you are forgiven. Sisters and brothers, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his disciples in an upper room. And after they had eaten, Jesus took bread and broke it, giving thanks for it, and gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And in the same way, after they had eaten, Jesus took a cup, and he blessed it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink of it, remember me. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do bear witness to me until I come to you again. And so we have this opportunity to share in this communion, separated though together. You might like to light some candles and extinguish them as you read the Tenebrae, the story of the Passion of Christ from Scripture. You might like to take a minute and reflect on God's gift in Jesus Christ, the gift of forgiveness, hope, endurance, courage. You may take some time to reflect on the love of God in Jesus Christ and how that love perhaps is made manifest in you as you behold the suffering and the struggle of many around the world during this global pandemic. It's appropriate that we take some time as a community of faith to pray concerns for those that are suffering, that are struggling, or even to celebrate. So I invite you into a time of prayer. Let us pray. Merciful and gracious God, we ask you to behold us in our various places this day scattered around the globe, but yet together in faith and in you. That in Jesus Christ, the man of Nazareth, our crucified and risen Savior, you came to us to share our common lot, to conquer sin and death, and to reconcile us to you and to one another. Holy and loving God, we pray that you support us in every way we need. Pray that you would Speak to us in words beyond our imagination, encouraging us, whether it's in the middle of the night or the dawn of the day. Help us as we worry about money, about job, about the health of family, far and wide and near. We pray for those who are afflicted with the virus, those who are in recovery, and those who have died. Holy God, we pray for those who are ill with any many and varied other chronic and acute illness. We ask your ministration of doctors and nurses and therapists for each of them. We pray for those who are distanced from others by addiction and by mental health disorders, struggles. Holy One, we acknowledge the pains and changes that are going on in the world and ask you to help us to see you in places beyond our imagination. 
Gracious God, we ask you to hear these prayers and all the others that we have in the hope that is Jesus, as we remember that he taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Dear friends, I wish you every blessing and hope in these days of remembrance, of recognition, of darkness, as we look to the possibility of Easter and all that it brings. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God lift upon you God's countenance and give you God's peace now and forevermore. Amen. Friends, I've enjoyed spending some time with you today. If you have prayer requests for the next edition of Days of Remembrance, email me at radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. Or if you have any other reason to be in touch with me, feel invited to, to reach out. And the next edition will be uh, available sometime late on Saturday to invite you to celebrate Easter. One thing about Easter you might want to think about, a good symbol for Easter might be get yourself some bubble stuff, make some, and maybe, you know, go outside with your family, your friends, or just by yourself and blow a few bubbles, <laughs> celebrate the resurrection. But we got some stuff to do between now and then, this Maundy Thursday, this Good Friday, Black Saturday, to attend the fear, the passion, the death of Christ. Bless you in every way. Talk to you next time. I'm the Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson, Steeplejack, on Days to Remember. <laughs>